Hey, She Slays listeners. Before we get into the episode, I want to tell you about one of our sponsors, the Focus Academy. So you know chiropractic can help kids, but you lack confidence in your knowledge or communication skills to educate parents in your community. I've got a solution for you. The Focus Academy gives you the training and education to understand the why behind those wins and challenges you're seeing in clinic. They teach you how to perform a full brain-based exam, how to go beyond just the subluxation, but stay principled in your chiropractic approach and address and understand the consequences on brain development. They take a two-pronged approach. First, clinical solutions taught in a way that gives you full access to a deeper and more comprehensive understanding and breaks those techniques and approaches down into digestible and practical steps. Second, right now strategies you can employ wherever you are in your training. You'll learn how to seamlessly ask and answer the big questions in your clinical exams and re-exams and have it actually inform the whole child approach and care planning in a way your patients will understand. And since you're a She Slays listener, you'll get free access to the Focus Academy's Kickstart program. Just click the link in the show notes to get started on your journey to improving your practice. Hey, She Slayers, and welcome to another episode of She Slays the Day podcast. I am your host, Dr. Lauren Brunslick, and I am happy to be here with you today. So if you are listening to this, um, just if you're listening to this, that means that the Women's Chiropractic Conference is over and you did not come see me in Clearwater, Florida, and we're fighting. Um, or actually, maybe you did. And then I said, hey, girl, it was so good catching up with you this weekend. Um, as I'm recording this intro, though, I am in the past and still trying to figure out what I'm going to wear to this thing. And I don't want to say that I've spent more time thinking about what I'm going to wear than my speech, because that wouldn't be true. Factually, it would not be true. But if we were like, let's just say proportionally looking at how much time is spent and like maybe there's like a Venn diagram um, and as far as like importance I think I'd be off I just just a smidge just a smidge oh my gosh it's all right I'm a woman I still no see no no if do wait do men spend this much time thinking about it? I don't know. There's like 25 of you now that listen. So please tell me if you were going to be speaking at a conference, would you like really care what you were wearing? Um, because I've bought like four new outfits and I feel like I feel like it's it's just, you know, vain. I don't know. Like I should be up there worried about what they're going to say and not judging me about am I tan enough or skinny enough or cute enough in my leather pants. All right. So that wasn't what we're supposed to be talking about. Oh, you want to hear a funny story though? So we have so we have team meetings every Tuesday, and they're my favorite part of the week because we have a. I mean, I think it's a large staff, and it's growing. We've got like six, seven, eight, nine, like nine of us, um, and we're all together. And otherwise, we're kind of like. Even if we have like four CAs and two docs working, like I one CA is scanning all afternoon and I don't see them. Um, so it's nice because we're all there and we all get along and we enjoy each other. So <laughs> before our meeting starts, one of my CAs says to me, oh, I've been meaning to tell you about my dream. OK, now, normally I don't care about people's dreams. OK, so when she first said it, I was like, 
cool. But it had me in it, so I'll, automatically I was a little more engaged. Um, so she goes, I had a dream that there was this like huge volcano just spewing lava everywhere. And like the town was basically on fire and there were roads closed. And I was reaching out to you to be like, um, like, do we're, are we closing the clinic? Do we need to, how are we going to tell people we're closing the clinic? And you were like, nope, the clinic is open. We are still adjusting. And so I'm laughing because I have a sense of humor. Um, and she's laughing and the whole team is laughing because we're all, you know, it fits, it resonates. Um, not in the sense that like we've actually had a volcano. Um, usually around us, it's like these big winter storms and it'll be okay. But here's my defense. Here is my defense. And if you live in any part of the country where you deal with like frequent natural disasters, so like in Wisconsin, from November to May, we may have 10 to 15 times where we are being told that it is just going to be the worst storm the area has seen in years. And we're probably going to get a foot and a half to three feet of snow. And of that, I would say maybe 10% of the time, we even get more than like three inches. So I'm bitter about years and years of having to close down my clinic and then being like, wow, I canceled 50 people and we got four inches. So that's really the root of where I believe this dream was coming from <laughs> was that, um, yeah, I don't like to shut, like I will shut it down when I see it happening. So I don't know, Sarah, if my CA, if the, if the lava was actually flowing, I think I might, I might shut down, but maybe the people need us. Who knows? And like, maybe is our clinic on fire? Like, I don't know. So I am lucky that my team likes me. Let me just say that because apparently I am a ruthless leader. All right, what are we doing? Oh, it's a listener highlight. So I don't think I read this one because usually I really take note of things, <laughs> things. I have a terrible memory, so that's just not true. I don't take note of anything. Um, but I think I would have remembered this name because it's just reviewer72980. Um, and it, no, wait. Yeah, no, that's it. Okay, here we go. <laughs> I just got lost because I'm like, the date doesn't look right. And it says, fangirling over Lauren. She Slays is by far the best podcast I've ever listened to. Lauren makes sure to talk about topics that are important to both chiropractic and business, but also about one's mental well-being. Since listening to the podcast, I've started to feel like a more confident chiropractor and adjuster, as well as a better communicator. By being so raw and unfiltered, she has made me realize it's okay to not be perfect, and she teaches you how to accept yourself and continue to grow to be the person you strive to be. This podcast always helps me feel motivated, and if I ever need a pep talk, I listen to old episodes because she's that good. Oh, shit, I have read this. I actually want to listen twice. Highly recommend listening. Every single person I've introduced to this podcast has enjoyed it so much. Okay, so I'm going to be honest. I have read it before, but I didn't remember it until that last sentence so whatever this just is proof that i need i need y'all to go give me a new review or maybe i'll just go back to the way way beginning 136 because that's what's frustrating okay if there's 136 and i'm only on episode like 120 something and yet i still accidentally keep rereading the same ones 
So I know there's some in there that I haven't. So I promise I'm trying. I'm trying. <laughs> Maybe if you've written a review that hasn't been read, either send it to me or write a new one. Because if you are one of the original people, like one of the original reviews, oh, the very first person to ever write a review was Sandy Spines, who is one of my absolute favorite artists. Um, she does gorgeous watercolors. Um, oh, yeah. And she wrote it on May 18th, 2019. When the heck did I start this thing? I, oh, yeah. Yeah. Mm -hmm. It's been it's been a couple of years now. Okie dokie. I'm just getting old. All right, let's pop to it because today is jam-packed with goodness. Just so much social media goodness and content creation. And then make sure, mm -hmm, if you're somebody who, like like me, who will like listen to the first half of a podcast, but then I get to the place I'm going, and then I forget to continue that podcast, don't do that. You're going to want to listen to the end because Dr. Savannah Gardner is our guest. And at the very end, one of the last things we talk about is like inspiration for this month's posts. Spooky season. Spooky. You know, I love a good spooky season. Um, and I was like literally typing them down as she was saying them because I was like, damn, that's really good. She's really good at like content creation. So last time we talked, um, Dr. Savannah was on. She was not a Dr. Savannah. She was a Miss Savannah. Um, a good host would have the episode number for you. I don't. I'm sure it'll be like in the show notes below. Um, but it, we ran through like 30 social media ideas in like 30 minutes. And we just went back and forth. It was actually really fun. Um, I would love to do it again. There's actually uh, some other Cairo social media focused people that I that I follow and follow me, um, that I should reach out to and say, Hey, you want to do this? Um, but anyways, last time Dr. Savannah Gardner was halfway through school at Palmer in Florida. And since then her life has changed in more than one way. Dr. Savannah is a brand new chiropractor. Like literally she just graduated a month ago and is currently getting settled into a new town. Uh, she just got married and is transitioning from a full-time professional student to a full-time associate, but she's waiting on her license. <laughs> so as a lifestyle content creator, Dr. Savannah prides herself on authenticity and loves building lasting relationships with her online followers. She loves using social media, not only as a way to connect with and empower other women, but also as a creative outlet in her life, which is something her and I talk about at the end too. Um, so if you think social media is overwhelming, make sure you listen to the app. Uh, Dr. Savannah is currently working to incorporate more chiropractic into her content without overwhelming her community. She is excited to talk with y'all today about the way in which she develops content and will walk you through how she is attempting to evolve her current online gal pal appearance to something a little bit more impactful. Um, her and I talk about a lot of topics besides social media today. We talk about um, chiro female chiropractors' decision to change their names. Um, we talk about batch creation. We talk about coming up with ideas. We talk, I mean, we talk about what to do. Um, I also drop in the middle of this one of the funniest questions that has ever been written into me, ever. Um, just because she was talking about something and I was like, oh my God, that reminds me of this question I just got. And I read this question um, from this new doc named Sierra. It's hilarious. So make sure you get to that point. Um, but it's just, just overall, like a really 
really good episode. I think, I think you're gonna like it, y'all. Oh, we also talked about the fact that Kirby makes fun of me because I say y'all, even though I'm not from the South, but it just, it just, it fits. Sometimes it fits and is better to say than you all. So let us pray and let's get into it. Everyone take a breath. Sometimes I just talk a little fast and I just realize that my heart is racing and I'm clenching my jaw. And I, I bet you can relate to that. Unclench your jaw. Check in with your heart. Dear God, thank you so much for this beautiful, beautiful relationship that I have with the people listening. Thank you for them putting their trust in me that I'm going to show up um, raw and honest and vulnerable. And thank you for them showing up wanting to learn and wanting to improve themselves and wanting to just become better versions of themselves help us just feel confident that wherever we are at in our journey that we are enough and to not compare ourselves it is so easy with social media to compare ourselves in numbers and creation and content and all these things and so just know that whatever you are doing it is good whatever you are putting your energy in today do it with love um, and not from a place of fear or comparison or any of that. In your name we pray. Amen. All right, crew. Here's my conversation with Dr. Savannah Gardner. Enjoy. Uh, sure. Okay. We are recording. Okay. So now I'm seeing Dr. Savannah Gardner. Yeah. My name changed. <laughs> okay. I was going to say, what was your name before? Doctors. Well, no, it wasn't doctor. It was Ezekiel. So okay. super weird. That's right. Yeah, we had a whole conversation about how the heck. Um, so you got married when? Um, we got married in June. Okay. And then you just graduated last week, right? And September. Yeah. Uh, gosh. Okay. Almost two weeks ago. So you quickly did the name change. Yeah. I moved up in the alphabet real quick. <laughs> um, so, yeah. Cause so I was a sand. That was my okay. maiden name. Very easy to spell. But yes, low in the alphabet. And I wanted to, I just didn't, like, I wanted my diploma to have my name. And I knew I was taking Kirby's name, Brunswick, which nobody can spell or pronounce. Um, but I did get moved up. And I have multiple reasons for, so I'm going to ask you about, like, we're going to talk about the whole name change thing. Because, like, it's a thing that female doctors go through. Um, <laughs> but so I had a strategy. Um, I've, I learned in the last year that I'm a lot more manipulative than I thought I was. But so one, I knew that alphabetizing like was going to be a thing in the yellow book. Wait, the yellow pages, the phone book. Cause when I graduated in 2010, it still existed. Like not like super cool people used it, but a lot of like a 40 year old or like a mid thirties would still have used it in 2010. And so I was like, heck yeah. Um, Cause everybody around me, except for like one other chiropractor, one chiropractor around me had an A last name. And I'm like, sweet. Brunswick is going to come like super close to the top. And then also my husband has a lot of Brunswick family members. 
And so I like knew I'd get street cred right away by marrying into the name. So it, when people are like, how did you decide? Like, didn't you have a hard time giving up your name? Cause Lauren Sand is the one that went through chiropractic. I'm like, oh bitch. No, I took his last name to make more money. Like it was, I don't call them bitch, but like, <laughs> like I'm like, no, no, no. Believe me. It was a strategy move for my business. Um, no, absolutely. I felt the same way I went to Gardner. Cause well, first of all, no one can ever spell Zekiel. They can't ever say it. I've gotten Zehickel, Zeichel, Zebra. I mean, like literally my life was just a, a mess. So getting a G in it to be an easy name was like score taking it. No questions asked. I did have a little bit of a, like, I don't know, anxiety, like giving up my identity, kind of like that SpongeBob episode when you can't find his identity or whatever. I literally felt like that when I went to the social security office and I signed my name away. But the doc I'm working for now was like, that's the take effect. It's not that you were giving your name away at that point, you were getting it taken away from you. And that's why you didn't like it. And other than that, I've been enjoying it. So, I mean, my name's not attached to my degree, even though it's a piece of paper and it's really expensive, but I know in my heart, like that's what I worked on. Um, and I know like 10, 20 years down the road, I'll be so glad that I have my name now. Um, so it was definitely like a debate between people at school. It was interesting. And especially in the South, cause like there's the guys that are like, you need to take your man's last name. And then there's the girls that are super independent. And I mean, I could see why you'd want to keep your last name. So it's definitely, it was yeah. a weird thing, but I, I did it. I did it. I'm glad I did. <laughs> so I only had a month too. So uh, we got married September 18th and I was graduating like three or four weeks later. So it was like, I had to hustle for that. It is a pain in the butt though. It's a oh, and especially with COVID. I had to make all the extra calls and annoy the people. So they'd actually get me in. It was fun, but we did it. <laughs> and yeah. the military. So getting that ID was a mess. And if anyone's military and is into that, I waited five hours in line to get that thing. <laughs> you did. Yeah. I don't know. I, I, it's so weird because I mean, you know me well enough that like, I am super like feminist pro woman. Yeah. But like, I just did not care at all about. Yeah, the I, I don't know why the name, it just didn't bother me. And I mean, I, I don't think I ever planned on being Dr. Brunswick. Like, I didn't plan on being Dr. Sand either. Like I planned on being Dr. Lauren. Like, um, so. Yeah. And I feel like I still go by Dr. Savannah now that I'm like actually introducing myself that way. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. So like, I think the last name was just like, eh, it's the last name. Like, I don't know, but I do. I would, I, I was not going to hyphenate. Mm -mm. Yeah. No, I, that's too long for me. My first name's already too long anyways. That was just going to be. No, no. You know what I think was also a big decision is like, I, we, it wasn't about his name, my name. It was about like, well, my kids were obviously going to have his name. And I hate like anybody who's like, why? Obviously. And I'm like, well, I don't know because I'm still old fashioned, I guess that's that this is the old millennial. I'm an old millennial. Um, and so I was like, well, I don't want my kids having a different last name. Like I want us to be the Brunswick's and I yeah. didn't want like it to be like, it just, so I don't regret it, but I also didn't deal with that. So, well, I feel you. I mean, honestly, I, in the most basic sense ever, I just think that my name sounds cool now, Savannah Lynn Gardner. It's like, so Southern, like, <laughs> That's the traditionalist in me. It's fine. <laughs> yeah, I forgot about that whole Southern aspect where you're like, of course I'm going to take his name. Like, but 
but I was just as like a romantic. I'm just like, I want to be his wife. And um, yeah. you know, I get so much more upset when I'm called Mrs then like that was actually like talk about ego um but like it was the transition from lauren sand to lauren brunswick wasn't an issue it was when like people wanted to be like oh hi mrs brunswick and i'm like whoa whoa mrs brunswick is my mother-in-law um <laughs> she dr brunswick um, <laughs> but it's funny because i don't insist on being called um, anything in clinic. Like I don't get weird if someone's like, Oh, Hey, like if a patient's like, Hey, Lauren, I have a question or anything. I'm like, yeah, what's up? I'm not like, Oh, excuse me. Um, but if you are going to put a, was that a prefix? Is that what, what that doctor? is? Yeah. Like the missus yeah. suffix. Is it a suffix? I don't know. Science, not English over here. <laughs> prefix or a suffix if you're gonna put some letters in front of my name then all of a sudden I get very like well if you're gonna do it do it right and it's Dr. Nemesis <laughs> I'm definitely trying to get used to that now because I'm I just came out of my preceptorship and I'm working at the same place that I preceptored so all the patients called me Miss Savannah and now it's like Miss Dr. Awkward oh <laughs> they called you Miss okay now hold on is that a southern thing that I think it's a southern thing yeah yeah. Oh, because <laughs> I was going to say, wait, why were they calling you Miss Savannah in the first place? But it's because they, you can't be referred to as doctor. Um, yeah. As an intern. It was fun because I would say intern and then they were like, are you like deciding to go to chiropractic school? Are you looking at PT school? I'm like, no, I'm like three months out from graduating. I'm almost a chiropractor. <laughs> hmm. Could you put yeah. like, not yet, Dr. Savannah? <laughs> I'd always be like, I'm almost, but not there. <laughs> Yeah. So now, so what are they, okay. You're working with a husband wife, right? Um, just a, just a gentleman. So working oh, with him. Okay. I was going to say, what do they call her? Oh, so there's no, there isn't a female presence in the office. Oh, see now, now girl, like power Lauren is going like, Oh mm, no, it's not miss. Like, <laughs> I am not the front desk. Although we love you front desk. That's not like patronizing to them at all. This is like, mm, yeah. Yeah, that is, um, get used to the new female doctor in Yeah, town, it's been interesting. And I've had a couple like, oh, well, my female doctor this. I'm like, mm, we can stop this exam right now. <laughs> so getting used to the little feminist part of me, you know, it's fine. Wait, tell me more. What do you mean? Like when they say what? Oh, you know, like a classic older gentleman and probably Medicare patient came in and was telling about his cardiologist. And granted, I guess he just had a bad experience. Oh, and he just referenced my female doctor. Yeah, he's like, my female doctor over here just didn't know what she was doing. And I was like, oh, sir. Here. Sir. <laughs> he apologized. He made it better. It was okay. <laughs> did, he, did you make it awkward for him? I did a little bit. I just kind of looked at him. I was like, I mean, do you want to continue this exam or any was like, I'm sorry. I didn't even think about that. I just had a bad experience. Like, I know you're in pain, you know, we're, yeah. well, I'm going to give you my best shot here. So yeah, it's fine. Getting used to it. <laughs> um, so you've only practiced in the South, um, right? Yeah. So school yeah. was in Florida and then now I'm in Georgia. And so, I love it. I've just learned not to ask patients for their first question of like, what brings you in today? Cause that's like, Oh honey, what doesn't bring me in today? You know? <laughs> oh. So now I just start with you like, what's bothering you? Okay. Um, is, I wonder if like the, is the South more like, Oh, you're a female doc than 
elsewhere or I don't know because I haven't really experienced anywhere else, but I, I, there are some times where I'm like, oh, like if I tell someone I'm a doc now, they're like, really? Interesting. Like a real, I'm like, yes, a real doctor. <laughs> I'm yeah, also you and I talked about this actually, gosh, like a year ago where it was like kind of dealing with that. Um, I mean, I'll call it just from my perspective where I was, is it was like this chip on my shoulder of like, I could have gone to medical school just so you know, like I didn't not get into med school. This wasn't my second choice. Right. Like I picked chiropractic for a reason. I had other options. Um, and so that's, that's always been something I struggled with in chiropractic when I was a student was just kind of that identity crisis of, you know, when you introduce yourself at parties and parents look at you funny when, you know, the kid right next to you just said they were in law school or medical school and they were basically giving them a round of applause. So that's been something I've kind of had to work on, but now being in the clinical setting and actually practicing and stuff, seeing patients and just the way they react and having them in office has changed that completely. Like I don't have that identity crisis anymore. I don't have that like awkward ego moment. It's, you know, I know what we do. I know the benefits of chiropractic and it's a blessing to see it change people's lives. So it's kind of just one of those things of like, all right, you're not on board. That's fine. You can live your life in pain. Or you well, and that's the thing out. is those, that is a solution I wouldn't have thought of, but like that is, is like when you get in clinic, you start getting validated. And that's yeah. what, and that's what the ego is searching is validation Right. Like, you know, like it's like um, not that it's necessarily good or bad. It is what it is. Um, but like then once you start to see, you know, once it's like, I don't need you random person at a dinner party to air quotes, believe in what I do. Oh, your third surgery didn't go well and you're still close. Okay, I'm just going to go back to my <laughs> super successful practice and like help people. Okay. Right. Um, so that was a very Lauren ego power movement. I don't actually say any of that, but like inside, I'm just a lot calmer than I used to be of like, Hmm, cool. Like that sucks for you. <laughs> yeah. yeah I, uh, had you, did you always want to be a chiropractor or where? I did it. Um, I grew up in a very medical mindset. My sister was severely disabled. She had about 15, 20 seizures a day. She was a research child at a hospital. Um, and so I had seen quite a bit of the medical side, but I also really enjoyed always going with her to her OT or her PT. Um, but it wasn't until college after I had surgery in high school that I went to a chiropractor for residual pain um, that I saw the benefits of it. And then I ended up interning with that couple in college and just loved watching people bent over walking in and people walking out smiling afterwards. Um, and I did a really quick pivot. So I, I guess I was a sophomore in college and decided, no, nope, that's it. That's what I'm doing. I'm going to be a chiropractor and I don't care what anyone says. Yeah. That's an interesting, I mean, you have, uh, but I really didn't know much about it. Yeah. I mean, you have a really personal history with it because of your sister, you yeah. know, like, Hmm. Interesting. Um, okay. So we came on to talk about social media, but let's talk about the elephant in the room. Yesterday's social media blackout. Girl. That Can I be honest? <laughs> I loved it. <laughs> I didn't even notice my Mondays have been so busy. I, I wanted to post something, but like, I was just like, gosh, I am just not feeling inspired to post anything. Um, and so like 
I'm glad I didn't have the greatest post in the world because I wouldn't have <laughs> been able to post it anyways. But yeah, it's funny. I think I realized I follow way too many social media people on social media because then this morning when I was on scrolling, everybody's just like talking about the blackout. And I was just like, wow, y'all got really affected by it, huh? Like I, I thought I was addicted, but yeah. I, I think I feel actually very comfortable with my social media addiction now that like, yeah, I didn't know. Yeah, I definitely feel the same. I actually went on like this evening or yesterday's night about words. <laughs> um, last night after I went to a marketing event, so I was busy all day yesterday. I didn't even have time to look at social media. But when I got to the end of the event, I wanted to kind of like post a little bit of it. And I was like, oh, this is actually working now. So that's cool. But I did notice that there's quite a few people that were just kind of spamming my page anyways. And I feel like when you're in social media a lot, you do kind of need to narrow down and take out the distractions. So if there's something you don't really engage with anymore, like that kind of was a wake up call for me. So I I mean, I actually followed quite a few people and businesses that I just don't really click with anymore. And it was kind of freeing. So I feel like it was a good check-in of like, are you addicted? And you know, what is the purpose of social media for you? So it was kind of a gut check. <laughs> That's good. And like all these people, all these social media people that I follow are all like, oh, it was a great break. I'm like, bullshit. You were so anxious all day yesterday. You are not like taking a break. I believe you. But like people yeah. who do this for a, a living, of, I'm like, mm, no. And it's really nice when something like that happens and it's like, oh, I went on with my day and served. It didn't affect my business at all. Right. Exactly. I know like some of my friends who are social media managers, like they were panicking because they had a set schedule for different businesses that they help, you know, mm -hmm. get out there. So it's, it, I felt for them, but I kind of enjoyed it. I'm not going to lie. <laughs> so your social media, um, prior to graduating, um, what would you say like your niche was? Because you, I assume you have a lot of people following you. I mean, you're a model right? Like you modeled? Uh, I'm just, I, you know, I trolled in college and I had a little bit of a following from there. And then, um, I mean, I've helped businesses out like being a quote model, but, um, I mostly just do like lifestyle stuff. I'm definitely not a chiropractic page per se. Right. Um, I like that advantage. Cause I feel like I can drop little tidbits into people who don't regularly see it, like regularly see a chiropractor or follow a page, you know? Cause I mean, we all follow those chiropractic meme pages and stuff, but like, do, does the average person do that? And are they just following TikToks? You know, so I like being that little drop in. I'm not that one that's always constantly annoying the most stuff. Um, but I like that edge because I feel like I can be like, oh, here's like what I do, but here's how I also live my life. Right. Um, so I'm kind of more in that lifestyle area. I try to connect with people of my age and two, because military and moving around a lot. I think my biggest thing is just having a good social media um, presence just to build rapport with people. So if they're like, oh, there's a new doc in town and they look me up, it's, oh, like she's friendly. She talks with people. She connects with people. Um, so they can instantly make that connection with me and not have to feel like they have to come and meet this like new person in a box, you know? Yeah. So now that you are a doc who's like, all right, I need to make some money. Yes. Uh, how do you, how are you going to, what kind of like changes will you make with your social media? And like, are you going to stay subtle? Are you going to start getting like, have you thought about that? 
I have. So, and I've been kind of batch creating because I wanted to wait until I could accept patients too, because, you know, like commission's important and I want to like support myself in that aspect. Um, mm -hmm. So I've been kind of slowly waiting and, you know, waiting on the license is kind of a big thing. Don't want to be getting in trouble there. So <laughs> I've been kind of using that time in the like wings, I guess, as you could say. Um, so I've definitely been batch creating, trying to create a little bit more chiropractic stuff. Um, and, but also trying to create a lifestyle edge of that too, with just like healthy habits, um, and just trying to find like a value to my page beyond just little tidbits and marketing. Like, I don't want my followers to feel like I'm selling them anything. I just want them to feel like they can come to me for anything. Cause that's basically how I want to feel with my patients. I want them to be able to come talk to me about anything. I mean, shoot girl, you can't hold your pee anymore after having kids. Like, let's talk about it. I don't want you to feel awkward when you come into a room with me. And again, that's kind of like my goal of my social media is to just make people realize I'm friendly. Like you can talk to me about anything. Um, we've got a time schedule, but let's talk. <laughs> yeah. Um, so do you, well, I guess you're kind of, I don't want to say just getting started. That's not, but that's not offensive. You're just getting started. Oh, oh I like, wait a minute. That's not offensive. I am not <laughs> you understand that my filter actually lives like two inches in front of my mouth and not inside my brain. So like something will come out and like, we'll kind of like go through a filter of like, wait, did I just say something offensive? I'm not. Um, so I think one of the issues that I have had recently is that, so our brick and mortar page went kind of AWOL and we got like 10, 10 to 11,000 followers in the course of two weeks. I hate it. I hate it a lot. It's not helpful. It does not make me money. And, um, and we have people consistently messaging being like, oh my gosh, I didn't know that you could help with pelvic floor. Can you tell, recommend a chiropractor in Cincinnati? And I'm like, mm-hmm, mm-hmm. Yeah, I think there's this big push for people to like, you know, explode on social media and gain a whole bunch of followers. And that's kind of something that I'm, I mean, yeah, I would love to grow. And there's a part of me that's like, wouldn't it be so cool to have 200,000 followers and be like Insta famous? But there's also a part of me that loves my privacy. And that's just a waste of my time on social media. I don't want to like be oversaturated and be talking to people who aren't going to talk back to me, if that makes sense. Yes, because I will say our engagement has plummeted, absolutely mm. plummeted with um, that. And I mean, have you, did you listen to my why not go viral podcast? Yeah. So, okay. So like I, it's one of those things where I knew before going viral, bad idea. I don't want to do it. And it's just like, now I know go after going viral that everything I said was true. Um, cause I'm a genius. No, um, you know, we used to have like good 900 and engagement was great and they were local. And now it's like, it's, it's terrible. It's just crickets. And then it's just people being like, can you recommend a chiropractor here? And we're like, sure, 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 yeah, sure. sure. I feel like that's a big thing too, like recognizing, like targeting your audience. So that's something I've had to work on myself and kind of get a grip on is like, am I going to be a chiropractic page and talk to my patients or am I going to be just what I talked about earlier? So I've kind of decided that's my niche. So if someone goes to look at my profile, like they're not going to see what you would expect from the typical chiropractor, but that's just because of my life. Um, so I feel like finding your audience and something that I did a while back was kind of find my target person. So I always think of this girl when I'm posting um, and I came up with this girl in my head. She's actually one of my really good friends from college. She's very trusting. Wait, is she literally? 
Is she literally? She's literally a person, but okay. she's like metaphorically in my head. So okay. I just like constantly think if I'm going to post something, would she relate to it? Would she like it? Or would she just scroll past it? Um, and it's weird because I bought a white stethoscope in call or in uh, grad school. and was like, this is so cute. But I felt like she would go to her friends out at lunch and be like, oh my gosh, my chiropractor had this adorable white rose gold stethoscope. I loved her so much. And then shablam pow, I have all these new girls coming in to see me. I wanted her to like tell them that, not that I'm cute, but that I'm on her level, if that makes mm-hmm. sense. It does. Um, so that's like easy marketing for me. So when I'm posting something and now when I'm creating content, I'm literally always asking myself, would she read this? Would she tell her friends about it? Would she share it? Would she engage? Um, and I think having one person really helps me kind of narrow down everything because that's my target audience. So if I work with pregnant women and babies a lot, like that's who I want to go to. I don't want to be talking to Joe Schmo who's got back pain. Yeah. That is such a big issue that I feel like people struggle with, with creating content for social media is they're just Mm -hmm. like, I don't know what to post because they, the world is their oyster of topics. And it's like, and they're like, I don't know what to say. And it's like, you know what to say when that mom asks you a question. Like, right. yes, you do. yes, you do. And all these social media people keep saying, find a niche. Well, I honestly don't have one. I'm a little bit all over the place, but I do know who I'm talking to. And that's important. Like, that's my niche. It's not necessarily a specific content. It's the message that I'm putting out there. Um, so as an associate in like somebody else's clinic, because how long has he been established? He's been in practice for 10 years. How's his social media? They do a lot of Facebook stuff. And I'll be honest, I don't love Facebook, um, but their Instagram is like a couple hundred people. And I think we'll probably work on that. I think that's a little, a little too much Canva. A little too much Canva. Bless their hearts. They didn't close job. Memorial Day posts. <laughs> <laughs> that's exactly <laughs> it. So that's definitely, I think, a perk that they're going to enjoy having me for. <laughs> <laughs> I feel so bad. There's so many chiropractors right now going, what's wrong with the work clothes Memorial Day post? <laughs> not what it's there for. <laughs> no, no. Everyone's posting that. Like, put that you're in not going to comment on that. <laughs> oh, update your Google listing. Put it in your stories. You're good. Um, so then my question is how. Okay. Money is the thing that we are after. I mean, making impact, blah, blah, blah. Um, but real <laughs> patients that will pay you money. Right. So are you going to attempt to use the account you've created? Like, I know you're not going to, like you said, you don't want to like sell to them, but like, are you going to spend time on that social media account trying to get people to actually schedule an appointment with you? Or, or are you just going to leave that as it is and like, try and get people more specifically, like you're going to show up, let's say you're going to show up and do a, the talk, the question's coming. Don't worry. (laughs) You're going to show up and you're going to talk about how chiropractic helps pregnancy and you're going to do an IG TV, which account are you doing it on? I'm going to do it on my personal. And again, I think that's because I like to have I, I like being that person that people didn't expect the information from, but they listened to because they already listened to other stuff. Um, so I'm actually going to keep my account. I've, I've t- like gone back and forth with that idea of like, do I make a chiropractic account? But like, I don't, that's just not my jam. I don't, that's not what I want to share 24 seven. And I don't know about y'all, but social media is exhausting sometimes. Um, and that's a big tip for like someone who's trying to get into social media is creating a schedule that works good for you. 
I mean, all the algorithm people are going to say post every day, post this many things every day. I can't do that. It's not good for my mental health. And I'm sorry, we work a lot. So, yeah. you know, for me, it works that I post a couple times a week. And what I do post is, you know, pretty, I've given it my all, if that makes sense. I turned um, my personal account that like I had before she slays the day into Lauren loves plants. That's my, <laughs> and you know what? All you chiropractors that follow that account, I'm just going to post pictures of plants. And you, <laughs> I really like plants and I can't post them on my other account. And I'm like, all right. And I started just, I really switched to post it. Cause like I used to keep things very different of like, if Kirby and I were on a non-chiropractic vacation, like we just went to Miami and um had nothing to do with chiropractic but i used to post that on my lauren brunslick account and then i would only post chiropractic stuff on my chiropractic account or on the she slays and it is one of those things where when i talk to people about like what makes the she slays brand different i'm like well it's like it's me it is it i it's not just chiropractic it's not just systems and procedures and so it's like people who really like the podcast, they want to see Kirby and I in Miami. I mean, I, right. think, I didn't ask them. Do you guys care? <laughs> I don't know. I didn't see it. I was And so now I'm like, well, what do I do with this other account? I post pictures of plants. <laughs> that's what I, do. Right. So, I um, mean, that's why I like having my account is I feel like that is the value I bring to the business. It's not just another chiropractor. It's not a female chiropractor. It's not someone who does this. It's me. Like, hi. I'm the person that you're coming to see and this is what you're paying for. Not just the service, but also like the, the community you're going to gain from it. Um, so yeah, I mean, I, I think that's why I keep my account, but it Are was you, something. You know, like throw some geographic hashtags on there. Yeah. Maybe. But I mean, that's come on. What? Okay. First of all, all right, let's talk hashtags. Cause I don't get to geek out about this stuff with other people. Okay. <laughs> so I'm not sure that hashtags ever were as good as we were promised they were? Yeah, we've been let down a little bit. And two, they recently said now only use three. Well, then three, what's the point? Five. Five. Well, exactly. They change it every week. So good luck keeping up. <laughs> yeah, and you're supposed to use different ones. You're not supposed to use the same ones. And I don't know. I don't know. But for your scenario, I would at least find like three geography related ones and just like, it doesn't hurt. Yeah, like I've put Columbus, Georgia, and I've put Fort Benning because I mean, yeah. that's, you know, I'm the military wife. So I'm assuming hopefully someone would connect with that and then want to come see me. So, mm -hmm. you know, that's, it's trying to find the, I guess, three things now that really narrows down your value. Um, and then two, finding random ones every now and then to switch it up to make the algorithm happy. But I kind of say screw the algorithm. <laughs> the algorithm does not make sense. It doesn't. it doesn't. It's always changing. And you have one app development and then I'm going to have a different one. So good luck figuring it out. Oh gosh. <laughs> um, okay. Let's talk about batching because yeah. you said you, you know, you're in this in between that. Oh my gosh. I got the funniest. All right. Hold on. I'm going to read it to you because it's too funny of a question to not answer on the podcast. And I'm like, I don't know how to answer this because I kind of answered it um, with my episode with, um, I'm multitasking. So my brain just went to crap. Um, 
to, with Callie Horseman. I answered it a couple weeks ago. Okay, I found the question. I'm going to read it. It's hilarious. <laughs> so I, I'm like, well, I don't know. I just got already answered it. But then she sent in the question. Okay, so it goes, well, I'm that asshole that had a baby during a pandemic and my final trimester of Cairo school. I fucking love this person already. We be friends. Can you know, like, please reach out? Is that real? Where it's like, did we just become friends? <laughs> One sentence, and I'm like, well, Sierra, you're my best friend. I popped her out and was able to graduate on time. I have a shit ton of energy, but cannot always direct it to be productive. ADHD. I have listened to so many of your podcasts that are starting to help shape my ideas about my dream practice. I'm planning on starting my own practice right away. I have a location logo, LLC, and some equipment I want to purchase. People think I'm crazy, but I want to start cash-based because let's be honest, fuck insurance. <laughs> my space is small. My overhead will be low. I want to know where to direct all my energy. I have no clue how to market myself because I suck ass at social media. <laughs> would it be helpful to hire someone i also don't have a kirby so where do i find one which i just wanted to like respond to that like well first of all are you wait are you married like are you looking at did you ask where to find the husband or like where's the question here i'm crying this is so good i'm all over the she can talk to you that tells you that you're doing a good job on social media because she feels like she can be so straightforward with you and straight to the point um, I'm all over the place with what extra certifications I should invest in. Yeah, shocking <laughs> this question. Because I'm a nerd and want to know all the things. I'm a gym setting where about half our elite munchkin athletes. Okay, again, like, what does she mean by munchkin athletes? I'm going to assume she did not just like totally offend little people. I'm assuming <laughs> she means like pre-baby having athletes. I don't know. That are their little kids. I don't, I don't know. I don't know. <laughs> I don't know. <laughs> My mind went to donuts. So there's that. <laughs> I'm extremely athletic myself. So it's a great atmosphere. However, since I birthed an entire ass human, I love all things to do with birth and babies. I'm the energizer bunny that needs direction from a boss ass bitch like yourself. ASAP. Well, that's a that's question the best thing I've ever heard. <laughs> I know. I know. Thanks for, I'm so glad I had an opportunity to read it. Um, so, so let's talk about batching um, because you're in this in between similar yeah. to Sarah minus a baby. Um, yeah. I'm that asshole who planned a wedding and got married and like now I'm working. It's fine. I feel her yeah. in a different way, but it is hard and you don't know what you're doing with your life. And then all of a sudden it's like happening and you're living it. <laughs> so when is your, you're just waiting until your license date. Yeah, I need to call and, in the day. Actually. And you already have like signed contract. You have like, do you, have you like ordered your business? Do people still do business cards? Yeah, I've got business cards. I'm in there and I'm doing all the exams and x-rays and stuff. So just, okay. I'm making myself known. I'm working. I'm just kind of working as like a glorified CA. So, okay. As Miss Savannah. As um, Miss Savannah. <laughs> so when you say you're batching, like talk to me about batching. Cause I suck at it. Okay, so batch creating is basically just having a whole slew of content ready to just go ahead and post. So when I batch create, I'm not only creating the pictures and stuff, because sometimes it's just go, you know, they get left by the wayside. I'm actually creating posts and using the app called Later 
to go ahead and write it all out, to tag everything. And then all it does is it kind of puts me onto Instagram and lets me hit post. So I'm basically just creating a whole bunch of information and posts so that while I'm busy working with new patients, I still have a whole bunch of content to pull from when I'm getting, you know, overworked. I don't have time to create new stuff. And two, you talked about this during our last podcast, having little buckets of like what you, you know, feel like you want to promote the most. And I feel like that's a good idea for this person with all these questions, because I feel like when you don't know what you're doing, you don't really know what you're saying. So if she's starting to build social media and she feels like she sucks at it, well, she doesn't because social media is just talking to someone. She might have ADHD. I'm just going to say it. I do too. I see (laughs) it. And so like, yeah, she might need a little bit more organization around social media. Yeah. So when you build that new page, maybe write out those, let's say nine buckets, because when you go to someone's new page, you're going to see nine photos in their bio. So I'd optimize your bio, let people know who you are and what your, your focus is. Like if she likes pediatrics and pregnancy, cause that sounds like what she loves then that needs to be in her bio. And then she needs to have nine pictures that she creates so that she's batch content creating before she even starts promoting the page that tells people what she likes. So, if, you know, babies are one thing that she needs to post a picture of a baby and then she needs to do pregnancy and then she needs to do something so that people know the story of what's going on. And then she can continue that story. It's kind of like an ad libs to where you give yourself the outline and you just fill in the blanks. So once you have that figured out and the page is created, then you can kind of run with it. But until she kind of narrows down, it's going to be hard. And it sounds like she needs someone to tell her, but she's got to, I always tell people, we used to study for like three days straight, like 72 hours for one test. When have you not stopped to study for like life? Go sit at a coffee shop and write down what you want to do because you need to take that time to study. You can't just get on social media and start. You can't just go work for a new person. You need to sit down and find out what your goals are and what your values are. And that's going to translate into your social media. So it sounds like she needs to go sit down and study and write it all out. And that's okay. (laughs) Um, I hate, that's a strong word. I strongly dislike when an account only has like three photos Mm -hmm. and they're new. And it's like, I would have preferred you waited a month, but I think what happens is, is people think, well, I only have 62 followers. And once I get more followers, then I'll start posting more. So I'm speaking to those followers. And it's like, I am so with you you like, if you have less than the nine photos, I don't want, I don't feel compelled to follow that account because I'm like, right. are you legit? Are you like taking this seriously? Cause it seems like this is something that you're not taking serious. And then I don't follow. Right. And I feel like a lot of people will like, at least in school, they would create chiropractic pages where they're going to share stuff and they would only have That's a three huge pages up. Mm-hmm. Yeah. And they would only have three pictures up and I'm sorry. I love you. You're my friend, but I'm not following you until you're like keeping me engaged. Cause that's a waste of face on my feed as silly as that is, but it's true. And I mean, if I feel that way and I'm a chiropractic student, now a chiropractor and I don't care, that tells you, you need to be a little bit more saturated and that's not always a bad thing. Um, so I feel like if, you know, you actually build your page, even if you have zero followers, at least it gives you some credit. Absolutely. Um, and like when you do start, yeah, you'll have like this content post. So if you don't have no content, Canva. what? <laughs> no, Canva. no Canva. Tiny bit, tiny bit of Canva. Oh, like, you know, I'm really into like, I'm digging the carousel thing a lot right now. Oh yeah. So, like, good. 
you are allowed to use Canva there, but um, maybe like every four out of five photos. Keep yeah. it, keep it you. Keep it your face yeah. on there. Yeah, sure. I've been like in a lazy slump where like most of my stuff is just reels now because it's easier <laughs> than it is. doing. Um, how do you feel about like so when you're batching? Are these all stagnant photos with? posts like write-ups or are you what are you you doing here are you like saving let me me talk you through how I like come up with ideas and inspiration because I feel like that'll help you understand how I batch create so I have a running note in my phone and I constantly am adding ideas and I mean when people ask me like how do you come up with ideas I literally tell them to just look around like I'll be at a coffee shop and I see someone do this and I'll write it down um, and I literally, sometimes it, it sticks and sometimes I have the idea right away, or if not, I'll come back to it later. Um, and another thing I do with reels, cause I'm, I don't do a lot of reels now, but I have a lot of coming just because I do realize I need to start doing them. Um, and I like video editing, so that's fun, but I have, it's not, fun on, it's not fun on Instagram. I no, will tell you that it's not fun. But, um, I have ideas and I've saved songs that I like for when, you know, one day I'm like, Oh, I should make a reel. Oh, I like this song. And here's an idea mm-hmm. I already have right like what would fit with it. Yep. Um, so I constantly have like something to bounce off of. And I think it'd be fun if, you know, you're a doc and you have associates with you, you can actually create a note that you can share with all the other people that are responsible for posting social media in your office so that they can have a running idea and they can add to it and contribute. Um, and then too, I also look at like what businesses I go to a lot because people don't take advantage of this enough. If you tag a business, they're most likely going to reshare it because that's free content for them. Mm-hmm. Um, so that's something that I'm constantly looking at. Um, but yeah, when I'm building stuff, I'm kind of just, it, it hits me. I'm a little ADD myself. Um, and so if I get the idea and I'm like, shoot, I gotta do it now, then I do it. Um, but I, I will write out the caption. I'll write out my idea for the photo. And then even if I don't have the photo, at least I have it ready. And so if I have the time one day and I can just take it really quick in the office, like shablam pow, it's done. (laughs) And all I have to do is copy and paste. Um, so I'm, like I'm creating stuff in the now, but I'm also preparing for the future. So if something comes up and I like it, then I'm ready to write something about it really fast. Do you ever struggle with when you are posting something that you made in the past that it doesn't feel like what you're inspired to talk about right now? Yeah, and I feel like that's a big thing. When people content create, they'll write out captions and stuff for like, they'll write it two months ago and then they go to post it and Instagram's changed three times. Um, so I feel like I try and give myself an outline. And then if it's something that I took a while back, I try and update it to the now. And I always try in my captions, I'm a notorious for long captions, but that's just me. Um, (laughs) not everyone likes that, but I feel like that's where I can communicate with people sometimes. Um, but for me, I always try and update my caption to kind of include something that either I've done that day or something that is like relatable to make the post real time, not a month ago. Okay. So you're still kind of putting it through a today filter. Yeah. So it takes me about five minutes once I've, when I go to post it and, you know, I'm just making sure all my hashtags and stuff are updated, but again, it's just constantly changing. So you just got to adapt. And I think people get overwhelmed with that. And instead of fixing it, they just sit there and freak out about it. (laughs) It takes like five seconds to update something. So do you ever have like that feeling where you're like, okay, I should post something, but I just don't feel inspired at all to talk about anything. Or do you just always, always feel inspired? 
I definitely don't always feel inspired. And I'll, I'll be honest, there are so many days where I'm like, screw the iPhone. I'm going to go buy a flip phone. I don't want to talk to people. I also suck at texting because I'm if you need me, message me on Instagram. My friends all know that. I just, I, I get overwhelmed. And when people send me long messages, I'm like, oh gosh. Um, but yeah, no, I get uninspired all the time. And I think that's something, that's a reason to create like a running note because on those days, if I need to post something, I can. And I also think it goes off of what I talked about earlier, just finding something that works for you. I recognized early on when I was trying to be like really good about social media that I just can't do it every day. I can't post a quality post every day. It's not going to be my best work. It doesn't. What do you say to people that are like, now they're like, no, it's quantity over quality. That if that's, if their goal is to grow in numbers, fine, go for it. That's not my goal. And I think it's, I don't want, so I'm kind of in the in-between. I don't want quantity over quality followers. Right. That's kind of what I'm getting at. Yeah. Like I don't want a hundred thousand followers that are not quality. Like if, because I want to be able to post like topics that I care about and not be like someone being like, well, you just lost a follower because I found out you're not vaccinated. It'll be like, really? How did you social media? It's terrible. And there are days where I don't feel inspired. I, and you know what? I've learned to just listen to my mind because I think there's a lot of mental health with social media to just be like, nope, that's okay. Like someone else needs to be heard today and I need to listen to someone. Um, and I hope that's something that people have learned over the past two years of all this craziness. Um, I don't know if we have. Um, so I am totally a conspiracy theorist. Um, I, I well, that. actually, I, I try not to go down them because I realize that this is like a flaw fight um, or a strength. Um, but somebody posted like really ironic timing that Facebook goes black the day before they're hearing. And I'm like, wait, what? Tell me more. Um, and you said like, you know, we have research on the mental health aspect of social media. And apparently there's some chick who like leaked some chick. <laughs> this is my reading comprehension slash memory. I was just reading it this morning, but I don't know. Some lady leaked information who like maybe used to work for Facebook a while ago about that. Like basically Facebook totally knows the detrimental effect it has, especially on like prepubescent kids. Yep. And was doing nothing about it. And then like, now she's like going before a hearing today to like say even more and stuff like that. And I was like, interesting. It's very interesting. And it's true. I mean, there's research studies that show it. So I think that's something that like when people get overwhelmed by social media, I think that's like already a red flag. You need to kind of find what works for you. If like, and, and that's, that really is what I worked on the past year because I, during COVID, when I had no, like during the quarantine, when I had nothing to do, I was posting every day. I was my showing my face on my stories every day. I was talking to people and I got burnt out and I just didn't want to do it anymore. And then social media got a little bit, you know, scary because people couldn't just be nice to each other. And so, yeah, those are the days that I get an inspired, uninspired, excuse me. Um, but I think it's important that you find what works for you and realize that it's not just a avenue of marketing. It's actually a part of real time now, unfortunately. That, that's how most people talk and communicate is through social media. So make sure that you're not overdoing it. You don't go out to your girlfriends every, every night and go talk to them. You know, So what works for you? Mm-hmm. Um, and I think that helps a lot with mental health with that aspect of it. And there is an aspect of quantity over quality that I do agree with. Yeah, um, absolutely. I do, I would, you know, because I do think some people really struggle with perfectionism that mm-hmm. it's like, honey, you need to show up more than twice a month. It's not enough. 
Yeah. Like, like, okay, you're overthinking this a little bit. Like, I'm sorry. You know, so it's like, yes, I do like, you know, but I've posted um, reels before where it looks super normal. And then I hit like submit or whatever, send or whatever. And um, then all of a sudden Instagram does its like (laughs) magic and all of the words are all like messed up. And you can still read them, but I know that real is not going to perform as well. People instantly, when they see like messy stuff, they're like, "Mm, not interested in swipe. Um, And it's just like, oh, do I redo all of that editing? Do I care enough? And there have been times where I'm like, yes, I care enough. And then other times where I've redone it and Instagram just did the exact same thing. And then I'm like, fine, fine, take it. And And do whatever. Like if it's, if it's okay, it's okay. I mean, people are kind of too quick with posting sometimes or they'll just put something out there and they don't take the time to make a brand of themselves, like where they use filters or whatever, just to make it all, you know, have some sort of connection or their photos don't tell a story. So, I mean, some people do post too quick, but there's also times, shoot, I posted the wrong wedding video a couple of weeks ago and I was like, oh crap, like you got to take it all down. I've already got all these comments. Dang it. Like engagement was doing so good, but you know what? that was important to me that the right thing was up. So I just took it down and reposted it the next day. Um, So I think like, again, that goes with checking in with yourself, you know, what image you want to put out or what you're okay with. Because again, it's not just an aspect of marketing anymore. It is actually a part of real time. So listen to your gut on that. I think it's okay to let things roll if it just happens. I think that's something people connect with you on. Like they expect that from you. You know, you live life and just are like, fuck it. (laughs) Excuse my French. So I think Sierra already swore like six times on the podcast. Yeah, we're good. Sorry. Um, Here's a question. (laughs) So have you had, I don't want to say like, have you posted a controversial post, but like, have you posted something that um caused a little bit of like negative comments that you've had to yeah, do yeah I and I it ate me alive for about a month um and so for I a month? oh yeah because I'm that person that holds on to things I'm like oh my god I, mean, I, I am them. too but like it kept me up <laughs> can, I, can I ask like just loosely what the topic was yeah and it goes back to what we were talking about earlier that was something that I really struggled with in school was you know, the image of being a chiropractor and having the support of those who matter most to me. And I haven't always had that. I haven't had it from my family. I haven't had it from my friends at times. And that's okay because they've all, you know, come around. We've had conversations about it and shoot, they're better people for it. But that is something I struggled with. Um, And so I posted about that on New Year's this year, just saying like, you know, like this is something I'm going to work on is being unapologetically proud of what I do and what I love. And someone read it wrong and it wasn't intentional towards them. There was no target audience. It was just kind of more so, more so about me and kind of letting that go. And I mean, shoot, it was freeing, but that person, you know, reached out and was like, I didn't appreciate that. And I felt horrible because again, it wasn't targeted at them, but I think social media now these days, people essentially assume everything's about them. And I mean, it's a natural selfish thing to do as a human. Um, But that's, again, that's something kind of why I like video content and actually showing up on stories and stuff is because people can actually see my intention. And had I talked about it more in my story, I think I wouldn't have been taken that way. Um, So I think, you know, when you are posting controversial stuff or something that you're a little bit nervous about, one, ask yourself if it's worth the mental health, like stress about it, because that really wasn't for me. I could have talked about it in a different way. And two, make sure that you're getting your intention across. And again, if you're going to post something, then maybe talk about it on your stories and just make sure people see like, 
you have a smile on your face. You're not attacking anyone. You're just That's such a Southern it. thing. Just make sure before you offend people, ask, do you really want to? And then smile <laughs> if you're going to. <laughs> what somebody is like, I relate to everything you're saying of like, I don't know, maybe it's just not worth the diarrhea. Um, yeah. And that's something I like about my page. Like I'm very strong in my views and my values, but I'm just, I, I don't know. I'm not an evangelical Christian either. Like I just don't push my, my views on people. I just want them to feel loved. Um, so I don't, I try not to share political stuff. I try not to get the little urge to just scream at the world sometimes. Cause I want to, and I do it in my car driving home, but I just choose not to record it. <laughs> but that's just, again, that's not what I'm providing to people. I don't think they come to my page to hear my opinion on stuff like that. And if I really truly feel like they need to hear something, I'll tell them. <laughs> And I, you know, I think losing followers is obviously a very, very normal thing. Like I'll post something that I wouldn't call controversial. And then it's like, oh, I lost 10 followers that day or, you know, whatever. Um, and that's normal because I follow enough social media people that have told me that's normal. Um, but I is not the followers the, not the people who are actual followers that I get concerned about. It's with reels that. I am like, this is my damn social media page. If I want to make a joke about something, say COVID, whatever, I don't know. Yeah. Um, and like my followers are not the people I'm concerned about getting mad. It's when Instagram takes it and goes, and now I'm going to shoot it out to 150,000 random people. And then all of a sudden I've had this happen like three times now, um, one on our brick and mortar, because that one, like I said, that was what is about helping babies poop. And yeah, so yeah. like just the comment and then another one was on she slays where I posted um, something about like, I didn't care because we'll have we've had new patients call and be like, I need to know if your doctors are vaccinated. And our front desk is go like our front desk goes, we, you know, are very cautious with COVID, but we don't disclose that kind of information, which is basically our way of saying, no, they're not vaccinated. And good luck finding a chiropractor <laughs> that is. Um, and then they're like, well, I refuse to schedule them. And so I made like a funny reel being like, okay. <laughs> Um, and it's meant for my chiropractor people following and then but then Instagram will take it and and then all of a sudden I have all these people like oh yeah how dare they want to protect themselves and I'm like who are you why are you on here like delete block and then um just like I think people are so scared to use that part of Instagram though where like you unfollow someone or you block them them from your account and then there's nothing wrong Maybe you lose one follower. Oh my gosh. But at least you're like protecting your page and your privacy. Um, yeah. Cause people suck. <laughs> yeah. Like there are some times where it's just like, oh yeah. Okay. So I posted something and the people who follow me are going to be fine about it, but all these random people are finding it now and they're not fine with it. And, um, oh my gosh, the chiropractic helping babies poop one. Oh my God. People would just like, these trolls would come on and just be like, stop pretending to be medical doctors. You're not real doctors. And I'm like, okay, listen. (laughs) Yeah. And then like, there's a part of me that's like, wants to be like, I am not trying to be a medical doctor. What is wrong with you? Like you just don't understand life. So, but yes, the healthy thing is just like delete and block 
Yeah. But then there was, <laughs> then you get like sassy because after a couple of days, you're just sick of deleting. Um, and then I started like at night, a couple glasses of wine in responding to these comments. Like somebody posted like, this voodoo magic, blah, blah, blah is dangerous. And I just posted like the wizard emoji. Ooh, and the crew was like, <laughs> okay, you had your fun, delete it. And I'm like, okay. <laughs> so, no, that's good. I think it's important. And I mean, that's you. That's that's going to be how you would react. Me, right? Yeah, but I think it's good to be yourself on social media. So it sounds like you did the right thing. <laughs> <laughs> Thanks. Thanks, Vanna. Um, okay, so kind of final... <laughs> I don't know what we talked about today. Um, I think we had a great time. Um, so is there like what, if you were going to give people some ideas for like, okay, it is spooky season. Um, oh, I should make sure that we expedite this podcast to, okay. You're getting moved up to the front of the queue because I'm like, um, so like what kind of themes are you inspiring people to like, what kind of themes could we be posting about during this time? Okay, so I have a couple fun ideas and you guys can totally copy me because I'll be posting them in the next few weeks. Um, my first one is no tricks, just treatment. So do with that what you will. Um, I thought it would be really cute and what I'm going to do. So again, you can copy me, it's fine. I'm going to be knocking on the, the office door where it says the business logo of like me with a bucket trying to get candy. And it's just going to say like no tricks, no treatment, now accepting patients or something like that. Um, so it's, it's just like, again, you know what I did for that? I literally went on Pinterest and typed in like Halloween captions or Halloween sayings. And then I just pulled ideas from there. That's something I do a lot. Like last night I did a marketing event at a running store and I was like, okay, running puns. And I was like, how can I make chiropractic involved in this? And so I said, us chiropractors aren't in it for the quick fix. We're in it for the long run. And speaking of running. So like, do you see how my mind works? Yeah. <laughs> that's a skill. So that's an that's idea. Um, okay, if you use essential oils, you can do bubble bubble oil and trouble. So blam. Okay, and just so you know, I'm like over here typing bubble <laughs> bubble oil, oil and trouble. And you can do so much with that. You oh know, maybe you can come so up with a cute little fall concoction or whatever it may be. Um, you could do a witch's night out and do like where moms all wear a hat that are in your practice and come out for like a mom's night out. Now, granted, it's you would want to get that planned soon, but I feel like you could do that Halloween week and you could just do like a little talk about it or honestly just get the women together in your office and, you know, have a good time. Um, so that's something uh, you could also do a lazy bones challenge where your office like you challenge your followers to post a picture of them out walking or getting some exercise oh, that day. And for every tag, you get entered into a giveaway. So, you know, you, people can get creative with it, but again, that is free marketing for you because anyone who's posting that is now going to be showing that to their friends. And they say, oh, if so-and-so is going to their chiropractor, maybe I should Damn, go there. That's a good idea. Yeah. The more you get people to share you, the better. That's always the goal. Um, you could do like a healthy selfie. I'm probably going to be doing that soon. Um, if you like to work with babies, you could do no booze, just coos. Oh, and you can like, you know, record little reel of just babies cooing. <laughs> oh, that's um, really cute. Okay. I saw yeah. one um, for, I don't remember whose Instagram I'm still using. And they said like, there's nothing spooky about chiropractic. And oh, I, was, I love that. Oh yeah. That's, that's cute. Cause there isn't. <laughs> Um, and there's so many things you can do for Thanksgiving. I think Thanksgiving is an easy time to say thank you to patients. 
Um, so, you know, as silly as that is, don't make that Canva post, but you can do like a, um, like a giveaway or for every referral, we want to say thank you. So, you know, tag someone here. Um, you could also do like stocking stuffers for Christmas and stuff. There's so many ideas. Honestly, if you go to Pinterest. Talk or, to me more about the stocking stuffer idea. Yeah. Oh, the stocking stuffer idea? Yeah. What do you mean? Okay. So you could, um, you could have little things in your office. Like if you sell oils or if you sell rock tape or I don't know, whatever your little thing is that you do. Um, you can obviously kind of sell those as stocking stuffers. Um, but those are such easy little ways to post on social media. And if you're like, I don't know, at home goods and there's tons of stockings, you can take pictures of you picking out your stocking and be like, Hmm, what would a chiropractor fill with this? And you could ask your patients to respond and everyone tell me a comment of what you would put in it. If you were me. Your brain just works like on a different (laughs) level for content. Like, okay. (laughs) I just, I have all these ideas. The hardest thing for me is to get them down. So that's why I constantly am like just writing it out. Um, But yeah, I feel like anytime you give your audience an opportunity to engage um, you're obviously going to see more engagement as far as analytics go. But that also, again, it's just building that community. It's as if you were talking to someone over the phone or in person, you know, um, there's just so many different ways you can do it. I think honestly, the biggest tip I would have for you is to find little sayings that everyone knows during the holidays and just find a way that you or chiropractic can kind of work in with that. Um, and two, like like I said with my running thing last night, like if you have a photo or you're out doing something, find one thing that the story is telling in the photo, or excuse me, the photo is telling you the story, whatever, you know what I mean? Mm-hmm. Um, and you just connect with that. It's so easy. I feel like people get really hung up on captions, but they can be your most powerful tool yeah. um, because they can help the photo become alive. Because I mean, right. I literally was sitting on a table last night holding a Theragun. There's nothing happening in that photo. Right. But- we turned it around. Yeah. Um, so I think people don't realize their photos are actually stories. And that's the cool thing about the swipe throughs. Like you could do one where you're, you know, posting a photo and then watch the person get better or whatever it may be. Um, so are you, you going to post this stuff like, okay, back to, back to the, it's like these kind of ideas, these great yeah. ideas. Are you going to post mm-hmm. them on your social media or the clinic's social media? I'm going to do both. Um, and the cool thing is, is you can share stuff. So like, if, well, if I'm over my both, just, are you going to post it and then just like share it on yours? Or are you going to post it on yours? Vice versa. Interesting. So like one day I can post it on the clinic and I can be like, share, this is the clinic I work at. And then I can put that on my story and write my own story to it, making, if that makes sense. So like yes. when nope. you share something, okay, for example, there's a picture of me adjusting at clinic. And then all I have to share on my story, because I talk to people who aren't chiropractors, I talk to everyday people, it's like, here's me at work. Like, isn't this cool? Did you know that kids could get adjusted? And then I'd put a question box and be like, what questions do you have? Yeah. Or, you know, just like anything that can get people to respond. But yeah, I think I'll go back and forth and that'll be something I figure out. Y'all can kind of watch me do that. Um. <laughs> well, and <laughs> one thing that I'll do is I will make a reel for She Slice. Mm-hmm. And then very few people have this struggle that we're talking about of like multiple Instagram accounts. But right, like, right. you know, I will make a reel for she slays like to an audio like a trending audio and i'll download it without any of the words and then i'll send it to my marketing person at the clinic and be like 
hey, I, you could add words to this making like just spinning the trending audio to be more relevant for our clinic. You know, it's a little, you know, and so just even using that of like, yeah, you could use the same photo and the same outline of a content. And it's just like, you could post it in both places. Right. I think people get nervous to share the same thing, but they don't realize that it's actually a great opportunity to reuse what you have. And those are great for days that you're like, screw social media. I know I need to post something, but here we go. Um, never be afraid to reshare something you shared a year ago. Um, I think it's important to not just, you know, put it on your story and say nothing about it. Cause I'm sorry, I'm not going to reclick that. But you know, if you put something like, can you believe that this was me a year ago? Or can you believe that this person came in a year ago? You know, just like clickbait, that's essentially it. Um, and I feel like people just don't reuse stuff as much as they should, um, or they're scared to. Yeah. So well, yeah, I, the biggest like, well, I posted scared. it before. And everybody in the world saw it. So exactly. Well, here, this is a PSA. I know it's spooky season, but don't be scared to reshare stuff. Don't be scared to post stuff. Just get out there. If you're comfortable public speaking, it's easy. It's essentially nobody is comfortable public speaking. Exactly. And you just have to talk to a screen. So that takes that scary part out of it. (laughs) Oh, oh, Savannah, you're great. You are, I love how you uh, think about social media. I am, I am envious. Um, I think one of the things that we do have in common is that um, our stunning good looks. (laughs) 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 One of you is stunning. Um, So just to be clear, it was you. Um, Like that was a big dig if it wasn't. Um, No, what was I talking about before I got sidetracked by my own joke? Oh, is that we make it fun. Yeah, we make it fun. Is that like, I really enjoy social media. And I think everybody is, everybody is capable, you know, as we become adults, we don't have a ton of time to paint or playing in the play the piano, if that's what we used to do, or play tennis, or whatever our hobby was, we kind of become very work work focused. Um, and then if you enter kids in there and all that. And so as women, a lot of times, well, even as men, we don't have creative outlets. And so much of our, you know, like work is like, when you talk to people about like the yin and yang of energy, um, work often requires a more, what is like thought of as like the male energy, very organized, very logistical timeline, like structured. And then the more female energy is this like loving, flowing, playful energy. And so, so many people, men and women, like we both need both. um, But like so many of us lose that feminine energy in business. And, and then we have all these women who their hormones are fucked and they come home and they're like, I have no libido because I, and it's like, well, you've just been playing with this masculine energy of, we need to fire that person. And why did that patient quit care? And that is, and there's no, and we can't figure out how to involve this more feminine energy into our work. And it's like, well, find a way to be creative. And like for me and for you, and I think a lot of people, if we just kind of chill out a little bit about social media, it can be like a canvas that you're painting and you're right. Like you're writing poetry. You're coming up, like I'm coming up with jokes. Like it is tapping into this more creative part of our brain that can actually be good, but you just have to 
view it and play with it a little more differently. Absolutely. And that's something that I struggled with. And I'm finally getting into that where I I realize that it is fun. And I realize that days it's not fun. And that's like growing up with a sport. Like I told baton, just super weird. And probably people, if I went and picked up my batons at a gym right now, people would think I'm in the flipping circus, but (laughs) you know, that's my thing. Like some days it was really fun and some days it's frustrating and it's okay to honor that because that's, that's what makes you human. And like you said, now it's kind of a hobby and that's social media is definitely a hobby for me. I enjoy it. And I am proud of it when I do a good job and I get mad at myself when I don't. Um, okay. but I'll I think come home and I'll ask her, I'll be like, did you, did you see my reel I posted today? <laughs> and I'm like, look at it. And I like watch him watch it with just like this curiosity of like funny, huh? Right. And he's like, that's a good one. Good job. Like, great. Like, I know. I'm like, is, is it good? Did you like that one? And he's like, there's the validation. <laughs> Validate me. I feel that on a personal level. It's fine. Um, yeah, I think people just get so overwhelmed with it. And if it's overwhelming, then maybe social media is just not the marketing avenue for you. But if it is fun, find out what makes it fun for you. If you like making videos and reels are your thing, if you like taking photos and spend time, get a nice camera, enjoy it because you're spending so much time there anyways. Mm-hmm. And it is free marketing. Sometimes it's not free, but I mean, enjoy it. I think that's important. Um, and that's something that I'll take away from today's podcast as well. It's just I think we have many, many takeaways. Many. <laughs> we nailed it. Good. All right, Dr. Gardner. Um, oh, that's weird. I know. Weird, right? Dr. Savannah. Miss Savannah. <laughs> My roommate from Cairo school is going to listen to this and die. <laughs> she would always walk around the house. She was the one from Pittsburgh or from uh, Pennsylvania area. And she would always say y'all and make fun of me and the whole joke at school because I went to Alabama was like roll tide now y'all I've never said that in my life but here we are (laughs) okay tell people where tell people your Instagram account so they can go stalk you and copy all of your ideas yeah come hang out um so my handle is at savannah z is in zebra because I held on to that z just a little bit um, Gardner. So S-A-V-A-N-N-A-H-Z and then Gardner, G-A-R-D-N-E-R. So that's where I'm at. <laughs> All right, dear. Well, th- it was absolutely a pleasure. And I'm sure, I'm sure we will have you back on to talk to us about some New Year's stuff or things like that. Well, thanks. I have to tell you, after going through school and everything, you are definitely a huge and integral part, part of me being successful. Wow, I can't even speak. I'm, trying, I'm fangirling so hard. I'm like, I love you. But seriously, you can get through some tough stuff in school. And um, now being on the opposite side, I hope that anyone- I was going to say, go back and re-listen to some of those episodes. Some are going to be very helpful. <laughs> yeah, I will. I actually have been kind of going back through stuff. But I mean, if there's anyone that's a student here now, know that if you need some guidance, check out Dr. Lauren's other stuff. Um, but also just wanted to take the time to say thank you to you because I wouldn't be uh, Dr. Gardner without you. Oh, I'm, I'm sure you would. You just wouldn't be a school. Uh, <laughs> all right, cheese slayers. Until next week. Bye. Hey, she slayers. Are you looking to get your team off the phone and streamline your front desk so you can spend more time doing what you love? SCED has exactly what you're looking for. They will automate all your appointment reminders, missed appointment reminders, reactivation campaigns, allow you to have two-way texting with your patients, plus they have a very cool app that your patients are going to love. The app alone saves chiropractors tons of time because it gives patients the flexibility to move appointments to a time that works better for them. Don't worry, you won't lose control of your schedule because you'll have access to all the parameters that keep you still in control. Plus, there's overbook protection so your schedule won't get out of hand. 
SCED was created by a chiropractor for chiropractors, so you can rest assured that you're getting the absolute best system for your office. Dr. Eric Kowalki is committed to the chiropractic mission, and he works closely with his developers to always be innovative so that we have the best system available. If you're hesitant to switch to SCED because you already use something else, let me tell you, it's worth every penny. Plus, mention that you heard about it on my podcast and they'll give you a discount. Seriously, it is a game changer. Don't wait. 